Ah, beloved, I'm Pastor Trey, and you're now listening to the New Living Translation. This is Bonafide Bible Talk, because God speaks my language too, and I'm sure enough about to act like it. Let's go. Before we get started, quick housekeeping though. Not sure if you've heard it or not, but I done opened up a mailbox. That's right. You can click in the show notes to this right here and leave me a voicemail. And that's exactly what I want you to do, but not just any voicemail. I want to open this up for questions, meaning that if you have any questions about anything you've heard listening to the New Living Translation or anything you've heard reading the Bible yourself, maybe something you've heard about the Bible and you're courageous enough to do that, I want to invite you to be a guest here on the New Living Translation, and we could have some bona fide Bible talk for real, like dialogue type stuff. So go ahead and do that. Now, I know it's going to be kind of annoying because Anchor is going to want you to sign up for an account. It won't cost you anything, but I think there's a real dope opportunity for us to do some creative things together. Now, with that out of the way, it's time to have some bona fide Bible talk this week. If you're unaware This season, we've been looking at love as an act of liberation. What does it mean to understand God as love? What does it mean to live in love and live in God? How has God's love been shown to us throughout creation? And what does that mean for us? I'm one of those people who makes some Christians uncomfortable because people feel like I don't talk about sin. And I don't think that's very fair. I talk about sin all the time, just not the sins they want me to talk about. And that's not for any lack of moral fortitude. It's a matter of conviction. It's a matter of me firmly believing that we have a very poor understanding of what sin is. And so today, we're going to have some bona fide Bible talk about sin. That's right. I'm talking about it. So when you hear somebody saying that Trey don't talk about sin, you send them this episode right here because I'm talking about sin, baby. And I think it's important for us to talk about sin because it's easy to love somebody when everything is good, when everything is perfect. We don't know that love is real or that love exists until somebody get on your nerves. And if God is love, then we have to reckon with what it means for God when we're less than our best selves. So this week, we diving into the first story in the Bible. At that time, somebody got on the wrong side of God. That's right. Somebody was ticking God off. They was being disobedient. They was in their sinning. And I need you to stick through this whole episode because we talking about important stuff right now. As a matter of fact, I firmly believe that if you stick around from this, you're going to leave here with a new understanding of all that, all that sinning we got out here, all that all that world you smell like the world my bad i hope y'all know i don't talk like that in real life but hopefully at the end of this episode you understand why i don't talk like that and why my understanding of sin demands that i approach and speak about god the way that i do so without any further ado this week we're gonna have us some bona fide bible talk about genesis chapter three the whole chapter It's important that we get through this whole thing. So stick around. Let's go. Now the snake 
was slicker than any of the wild animals God made. He said to the lady, God really says you couldn't eat nothing out of none of these trees in the garden, huh? And the lady said to the snake, We can eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. God just said we shouldn't eat from the tree in the middle, because touching it would kill me. Then the snake said, Man, you ain't gonna die. God knows that the day you eat it is the day your eyes is open and you see like God do, knowing everything, good and evil. So when the woman saw that the fruit from that tree was good and that it looked good too, and that one in wisdom was good, she took some of that fruit and she ate it. And she gave some to her husband too, and he ate it with her. And then their eyes was open and saw that they was naked. So they put these leaves together and made clothes. And they heard the sound of God Almighty walking in the garden in the cool breeze. So they hid themselves. The man and his wife, they hid from God Almighty in the trees of the garden that God made. God Almighty called out for Adam like, hey, where you at? So he said, I heard you in the garden. I got scared because I'm naked. So I hid. God said, who told you you was naked? You away from that tree I told you not to eat from, ain't you? The man said, it was that lady you gave me. She gave me the fruit and I ate it. God Almighty said to the woman, yo, what you do? She said, the snake. The snake tricked me into eating that mess. So Almighty God said to the snake, just for this, you ain't never gonna be nothing. You're gonna have it worse than every farm animal and every wild animal. You're gonna slither around on your belly eating dirt till the day you die. And I'm gonna make sure it's beef between you and that lady and between y'all's kids. You're gonna stomp on your head and you're gonna bite at his feet. And God said to the lady, anytime you make a baby, you're gonna feel it. And when you had a baby, it's gonna hurt you. All you gonna want is your husband. He gonna be playing boss over you. God said to the man, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree that I specifically told you don't eat from that one, the land is cursed because of you. You gonna have to grind to get a meal out of it until the day that you die. You gonna find thorns and pricklies and have to eat kale and stuff. You gonna have to hustle to even eat some bread to the day you buried in this dirt. Cause I made you out of this dirt and you gonna go back to it. The man called his wife Eve cause she ended up being the mother of everything living. And God Almighty made better threads for the man and his wife and gave him clothes. God Almighty said, look, the man is like a God now, knowing everything, good and evil. You mess around and eat from the tree of life too? You're gonna live like that forever. So God Almighty put him out the garden to get it out the same mud he was made out of. God put him out and put angels in this twirly flaming sword to guard the tree of life. Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, please buckle your seatbelts. We're going to take a journey real quick, all the way to the last episode of the New Living Translation, where we talked about the first friends. Remember the first thing 
that God called not good? Yeah, it was for a man to be alone, meaning that everything else that God had created to that point was good, including the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God never said that the tree was bad. In fact, God declared everything good, except for a man to be alone. Here's the truth of the matter. Just because something is good does not mean that it is good for you. And in God's love for Adam, for this first human, in God's commitment to the wholeness of this first human, God warns him. Just don't eat from that. If you eat from that, like that's the day it's over for you. It's curtains for you if you touch that. But if you go back to Genesis chapter 2, you learn that only one person was there when God gave that instruction. Which means that the second person, bone of that man's bone, flesh of that man's flesh, the first woman, Eve as we'd come to call her, was not there for that instruction. She probably had to get it from Adam. And a careful observer might note that she didn't even have the right instruction. God told Adam, don't eat that. If you eat that, you die. Now the serpent comes along, the shrewdest creature of all, the slickest creature of all, this crafty little serpent says, hey, Eve, did God really say that you can't eat from any of these trees? And of course, that's not what God says. Eve says, God says that we can eat from anything, but if we even touch that one, we die. It's a very different instruction. It's not a bad instruction. As a matter of fact, this is a Jewish practice that even Jesus undertakes of intensifying an instruction. For instance, Jesus says, you've heard it say, don't murder. But I say, don't even hate anybody in your heart because murder starts with that action right there. Perhaps Adam, trying to be careful, said, hey, don't even touch that because you can't eat it without touching it. If you don't touch it, you won't eat it, we'll be good. But Eve is convinced and it's important to note that her motives are not bad. She wants wisdom. Wisdom is a good thing. If we are to understand what transpires in this scene as sin, as something outside the will of God, then we have to do away with the idea that sin is at all concerned with our motives. Eve was trying to do a good thing, but in trying to do a good thing, she went about it the wrong way. And if you look at the situation, Eve thought she left that situation with what she came looking for. She thought she left with wisdom because she had more knowledge. She had knowledge of both good, that which God had created for them, because everything was good, and now evil, which is that which is outside of the will of God, that which is outside of God's design for you. For the first time, People have choices that are both good, meaning that they are in line with the wholeness that God has called you to, and evil, which is that which deprives you and those around you of the wholeness that God has for them. We don't need a revelation from God. We didn't need the Ten Commandments to recognize that they had gone about the right thing the wrong way. All we need to do is examine the impact you would allow me a moment of Christianese, all we got to do is examine the fruit. Because the moment that Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they recognize that they are naked. And they feel bad about it. They feel bad about existing the very way that God made them to be. 
because now they have knowledge of a way that is outside of the wholeness that God has for them. It says they rush to cover up themselves. They sew leaves together to hide their natural bodies the way that God made them because they now have this knowledge that they weren't supposed to have that way. Then the story tells us that God comes into this garden, into this oasis that God created for them out of love. God recognizes that something is amiss. He says, Adam, where are you? Adam says, my bad, dog. I was, I was just hiding because I'm naked. God says, what are you talking about? You oh, my goodness. You ate that fruit, didn't you? And immediately, Adam starts pointing fingers. It's like, hey, God, truth be told, it's the woman that you gave me who talked me into this situation. That's a lesson for somebody right there. You think that men are inherently more qualified to lead. That's bad leadership. This man, the first man in the entire history of the world threw somebody under the bus. That is not what a leader looked like. So God goes down the line like, Eve, what's happening? Like, why'd you do that? She's like, honestly, I, the snake said everything would be good, and, and I ate. And then God's trying to process through all of this god looks at the snake and says, i can't like come on dog why would you do this and just starts telling everybody the ramifications of everything that's going to happen god says because these people have been introduced to this new way of thinking that they have all of these options in front of them that are bad for them that rob them of the wholeness that i designed for them this is how things are going to work from now on says to the snake that they'll never be any sort of cordial relationship, no more unity between you and humankind. Looks at the woman and says, I'd imagine God says this with tenderness almost because God made them. God made them with love and God is hurt right now looking at what's happening. And God says, look, as you create life, it's going to hurt you. And I know that because this is hurting me. And then looks at the man and says, because all of this has happened, you won't know a good relationship with the land, this land that produces fruit. You're going to have to sweat and toil. And all of that is to say that sin is not concerned with the intent of what they did. Sin is a description of the impact of what happened. Sin is a description of all of the systems that resulted from the bad decisions that someone made along the line. Evil is a better description of intent. Sin is what the impact of all of the evil is. Sin is what we end up being born into. Sin is the inheritance of life on this planet. And so because God is that committed to wholeness, God removes them from the fruit that would prolong their life under this system, depriving them of wholeness. If you can understand the fullness of what sin is, not just the actions, not just the intent, but the impact and the systems that we are born into, then the idea of God taking on a human body to save us from sin, to save us from these systems, is in and of itself a demonstration of God's commitment to our wholeness. Understanding sin in this way will help explain God's love. Let me pray with you. Almighty God, we thank you that your love is so real and that your commitment to our wholeness is so strong that not even this matrix of sin that we have created for ourselves can separate us from your love, from your commitment. And for that, we thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus, who dwells in this matrix with us, we pray, amen.
Translation is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. You can follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. That's the number three, not spelled out, Black Men. You can find me on all social media platforms at Pastor Trey 05. That's Pastor Trey 05. Don't send me no Facebook requests, though. Like, I don't be over there. That's the bad place. This work has been made possible by a community of folks who've chosen to show their support through generosity. You can join us at patreon.com slash three black men. Spell three out that time, though. Patreon.com slash three black men. There you can find even more original content from Sam, Rob, and yours truly. Make sure you subscribe to, rate, and review the New Living Translation and Three Black Men wherever you get your podcast. And remember, real recognize real. Don't get caught looking unfamiliar. Thank you.